Hello there. Welcome back to the KedCast. I'm here with Michael. Say hi, Michael. Hi, Michael. Yeah, so this is the aforementioned Michael who was just mentioned by name in both of the previous interviews. So, yeah, basically, he's going to ask me questions for one of his classes. Let's start recording. Yeah, so this class is uh, Engineering Design Methodology, and I am in charge of building a battle bot this semester, so that everybody has a bit of context. And Ethan is going to be my expert in the field of competitive robotics. Ethan, would you care to share a little, about your, a little bit about your background? Like my background in robotics? Like my background in robotics? Yes. Okay, so uh, I guess in middle school, I did some like Lego FLL robotics. And then in high school, I was on my high school's first robotics competition team. And yeah. What did you do on your, the first robotics competition team? So I was in charge. So part of the first robotics competition is there's an element of like strategy uh, to the game. And part of strategy, especially during the actual tournaments, is like scouting who your opponents are. So I was heavily involved in that process. But another thing I was involved in is like, uh, I guess the most comparable thing in industry is like, like almost like project management of like, like an overall broader look on like design to look at like design overall strategic design of certain mechanisms. Like I know how like some of the mechanical engineering design process works. Uh, yeah, that was basically my role on the team. So do you consider yourself to be proficient or an expert in the field of, uh, on the field of like robot architecture and like strategy in that front? Yeah, I, I think I would be, well, would consider myself an expert and very proficient in that, especially in the realm of like, what is your robot trying to do? Like if you're building it to put a like milk crate eight feet in the air, uh, I'm good at like evaluating like, oh, it, would this be a good idea? Would this be strategically more advantageous than this? And part of the factors are like, what is easier to do? What makes more sense to do? Uh, is it that I'm trying to put as much as possible or is I'm trying to do them as fast as possible? A lot of strategic decisions like that are something that I would consider myself quite proficient in. All righty. Well, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this year interview. Uh, have you ever watched the show BattleBots? I, I have. The one like Discovery? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that. I watched it. Uh, I want to say I started watching it mm, in 2018 was when I first watched it. And definitely 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, a little bit in 2022. Uh, part of it was like reruns. Part of it was like me following along each week. I think in 2019 or 2020, I would follow along each week. But also on some days, I just Google like BattleBots and I'll show some of my friends because uh, whenever I explain robots to them showing them the robots i built in high school is cool but showing them the robots i like beat each other up is also pretty cool all righty why did you watch BattleBots? uh part of it was like uh, a friend showed it to me and was it was i thought it was pretty cool and they thought it was pretty cool so they showed it to me and then i started watching it be, continuing to watch it because i thought it was just cool it's entertainment but also part of it is like seeing the different mechanisms and designs how different people approached the the challenge uh, was definitely pretty cool all righty did you have a favorite BattleBot back in the day Ooh, back in the day, my favorite battle bot, I liked Whiplash. Whiplash was nice. What was the robot like? Um, actually, I might be misremembering, but I think Whiplash is like, they had like, like an arm that could like lift people and on the arm was like a spinner. So they could also do, yeah, they, they could also do like, they could like push someone against the wall and then flip the arm back and hit them with like the rotating spinner. The spinner was like on the actual arm. Uh, I liked them. Uh, and I, yeah, I think the story behind them was pretty cool too. Cool beans. What do you like to see in a typical battle, or what do you like to see in a good battle bots fight? I think a good battle bots fight, 
I don't know. This, this, there's different ways to have a good fight. I, I, I would really like a fight that's like two robots that are very evenly matched and they're like trading blows and it's a very close match. And if the match comes to a decision uh, where like, oh, this robot was, clearly, uh, was like, oh, this robot was ever so slightly better. I think that'd be nice. I also like to see like a really fast KO uh, that's like, like monstrous amounts of damage. Those are cool. And the, the ones that's like a robot sustains a ridiculous amount of damage and the other robot's weapon is just whirling. But then in the end, the robot kind of defending wins because the robot was going too hard and like they got knocked themselves out. Like, like there's many ways to have like a good match. But yeah, I guess those are three archetypes of like a good match. Alrighty, what do you dislike to see in a BattleBot fight? I, so I understand that it's, it's hard to compete uh, in BattleBots and things don't always go your way. But I don't like it when the robot just like doesn't work or like, like one hit and then like, because there's a difference between like the robot's weapon went really deep and like destroyed their stuff. And there's a difference between that and like, oh, the robot got hit in like one spot and there was like no visible damage, but then they shut down because like one of their wires went loose. Like, I feel like that's very dissatisfying and I, I, I would just like to see that. So I don't know, solid wiring, stuff like that. Like, uh, I feel like those procedural issues are things that I'd, I'd rather not see. And just like, like you, like the opponent won because the weapon was better. The driving was better, stuff like that. Alrighty. Have you ever built a battle bot before? I have not built a battle bot before. Alrighty. See, uh, what do you have any like material suggestions for battle bots, like for body and or for weapon? Yeah, I think body and weapon are two different questions. Uh, I think for body, I think a really light plastics are going to be something to consider. So like, uh, I think like UHMW is pretty good, and it's slightly denser, a little less stronger cousin, like HDPE, which is common for like HDPE, like polyethylene cutting boards is also something that's pretty, like it, it, it can be light. Uh, I, I know those are particularly good, but uh, it, you could honestly build it out of like, like I wouldn't make an acrylic, acrylic shatters, but like uh, polycarbonate or like uh, acetal uh, are uh, like materials that you could build out of. I, I, I think I... Uh, you, you need to be careful about what specific... So material is a part of it. But I think that 3D printing is a pretty feasible option for uh, for battle bots, depending on like what weight class you're, you're building in. And also, like, if you're in a higher weight class, you're going to consider steel. You're going to consider... Uh, like uh, like 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 There's different carbon steels, maybe even titanium. Uh, uh, titanium would be good for smaller robots as well. Uh, I, I guess, like, is there any context as to like, what weight... Is this a question later or... Uh, yeah, so we're going to be in the beetle weight division, which means about three pounds of robot weight. So we're kind of limited on the kind of armor that we can use. Okay, that's definitely a useful context. Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd say not to discount 3D printing. Part of the problem with 3D printing is that a lot of people's knowledge of 3D printing is like layers of like ABS that like easily break on each other. But if you definitely have 3D printing, like a little finer stuff that's a lot stronger. Like uh, if you know about like, uh, there's like carbon fiber, nylon, uh, 3D printing that's, that's like very strong, very rigid, uh, and that can be very, very light, especially when you have like, you like the fact that like a piece of metal or piece of plastic is going to be like solid, you can like pocket out of it, but that's much different than like building your own piece of like, uh, of like, let's say you use like, uh, like Onyx, uh, Mark Forge, you can build that and you can have infills and specific like structures inside that make it really, really light and really, really strong. Would resin printing be on the table for this? So I'm not too familiar with resin printing uh, and, oh, sorry, I, I know about resin printing as like a way to make parts, but I'm not really sure about material or like weight. Uh, 
and like strength, which are, are kind of like the main factors. I'm definitely more familiar with like 3D printing as well as using like various uh, metals and plastics and such. Gotcha. Let's change tracks a little bit. Uh, what do you think of like robot motion in the drive system? Any broad takeaways at first? Uh, did you want me to go back to weapon material or, or do you want me to answer that? Uh, we can get back to weapons later. Okay. Uh, so sorry, can you repeat that question? I, Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think about uh, robot motion and uh, like drivetrains in that kind of arena? Like what's your overall takeaway? I think that drivetrain is the most important part of any combat robot because if you can't move, like that's a knockout. Uh, and I think it's very important to like build a very robust drive system uh, and to have like good maneuverability. Like you don't need to necessarily be really fast, but you need to be fast enough uh, to where like the driver skill accompanies uh, your ability to drive around well. Uh, and an- another thing is like depending on what the floor is made out of is a big indicator of like uh, how am I going to approach motion? Because if the floor is, uh, I know for the Beetle White class, there's like uh, steel floors, there's uh, wood floors, and for different uh, you can take advantage of those in different ways. All righty. Do you have any suggestions for the kind of drive system that would be easy to make and robust in this way? Uh, what do you mean by, like, kind of drive system? Like, do you suggest treads and motors, or do you suggest, like, two wire, two tires or six tires or four tires or even eight tires or two giant wheels the size of the whole robot? So I, I think uh, that mainly depends on, like, because the, like... Uh, part of the design of the wheels and the drive base is going to depend on like what you want your robot to do specifically like the weapon as well. And like where you, where you're trying to place yourself in the, in like the meta of the game. So I could definitely see two large wheels. Uh, if you have like, uh, like, like two, two large wheels that the robot is able to flip upside down and you have like an egg beater style weapon that two wheels definitely work there. But if you want a robot that's like flatter and you have like egg beater like towards the front, like a four wheel could definitely work. I, I, I think six wheels or eight wheels aren't necessary for uh, like you, 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 you don't need it. Uh, I, I think four wheels or two wheels are definitely the way to go. But mostly it depends on what kind of weapon. Because if, you, if you're going to have like uh, a really like big, tall, like high uh, vertical spinner, that's almost like a, like, a, like a saw blade. Like I feel like that uh, you, you could do it on two wheels, but they'd be two lower wheels instead of two like really big wheels. Uh, but that's definitely doable. It's just. Uh, yeah, it's part of like, like drive base is important, but like whole robot integration is more important. You're not just like picking a drive train and then picking a weapon and adding them together. It's like, it's all integrated into one like system. Is the battle bot the only factor in winning battles? Uh, no, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think driver skill is one of, is the, one of the most important things when it comes to winning a battle bots match because uh, the like the best robot in the world, whatever that is, if you give it to someone who doesn't know how to drive, doesn't know how to control it properly, uh, they're not going to they're not going to win because like uh, like part of it is being able to position yourself correctly to one not get hit and to hit them well, and secondly, if it goes to uh, like what I'm familiar with battle bots, if it goes to like the judges voting, part of it is damage, but also control and aggression, and those are things that are direct functions of your ability to drive the robot well. Cool beans. Let's shift tracks over here. Uh, what kind of weapons do you see that are most effective in this competition? So I think the egg beater style weapon is pretty successful, uh, which is like you have like basically it's a, it's I guess a little bit hard to describe it. Basically, there's like two main parts uh, where like it's basically like I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like imagine a ring 
and then you have like a part on the top part and part on the bottom. Sometimes both of those are weapons. Sometimes only one of them has like actual teeth and one of them is just used as a counterbalance. Uh, sometimes you have like, like, like different, like almost weapons on each side to egg beater is pretty common. You can also have, instead of like egg beater, you can have like a singular, almost like blade style weapon. Uh, and, but like th there's so many types of weapons in battle bots. You can have like a flipper, you can have like a hammer, you can have like a horizontal spinner. You can have your whole chassis, like uh, be a horizontal spinner. Uh, there are robots like, such as those. Um, th there's, there's really a lot of styles of weapons, uh, but the ones that I've seen most effective are probably the, uh, horizontal actually are, are like the spinners where the axis of rotation is like parallel to the ground. What are the most important factors to consider when building a bot? Sorry, let's use a different question. Uh, what combat strategies would you recommend? Is it better to have a war of attrition where you just win or would it be better to have a lightning fast, just knock them out as soon as you can kind of strategy? I mean, I think the goal of battle bots is to win so uh, there are two ways to win. You can either uh, win by the judge decision or you can win by knocking them out. And I'd say that if your goal is to just purely win, then if you think that you can knock them out 90% of the time, but it, you know, that if it goes to a vote, you will win 100% of the time, the goal is to win and not to knock them out. So I would say definitely win the war of attrition. Part of this is evaluating your own resources. And I can't tell you which specifically is the best. You'd have to evaluate that for yourself with your robot. But... Uh, for instance, if you if you can design a weapon that can get a KO like ninety five percent of the time, and that if a judge decision like they might drive better than you, you don't know, uh, then then you go for the knockout. But I give you two different scenarios where it could really go either way. So, how do you feel about fire? I, uh, I don't really. I've never seen fire be effective, uh, and I also know that like in the rules, you're not allowed to have explosives, uh, or like so like. You could have fire, but like it'll only do so much. Part of it is just to look flashy, but depending like if the goal is to win, like looking flashy doesn't really matter. Uh, I I don't know if like fire has ever become like relevant in the sense that like you burned something of theirs. Uh, I'm not sure if if someone was able to design that to be able to be effective, nice. But I, I in previous examples, I I can't recall anything, and I've watched lots of battlebots. Alrighty, thank you. Uh. How do robots usually keep battling its numerous opponents? Do they have a robust, uh, like one and done, no need to fix, or is there a rigorous maintenance schedule that these robots have to maintain? Yeah, so a lot of the robots are battle bots. They there's definitely quite because uh, each time you battle someone, like you can sustain damage. Some damage is going to be like, oh, you can definitely go into the next match. Some damage is like, oh, I definitely don't want to be going to the next match with a huge dent in my front armor. Uh, I definitely want to be able to replace that. So a big part of battle bots is like having spares, lots and lots of spares to be able to replace things. Uh, and sometimes, uh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of maintenance and making sure, part of the maintenance is also making sure all the screws are tightened, making sure that nothing's going to come loose, that all the wiring is good. Uh, there's a lot of like upkeep with the robot to make sure that you perform your best uh, on the field. Alrighty. Should we focus our strategy to being really, really good at one thing and being excel excellent at that? Or should we focus on being sort of a Swiss Army robot style where we can switch our primary strategy depending on wh who we think our matchup is going to be? Yeah, so I think this has a lot to do with just like, uh, I guess there's two realms of this. One is like your robot is has already been built. Uh, what is like the best way to win there? But you're in the spot where you don't have a robot yet. So like, uh, 
uh, I guess the question is, should you build one that's really good at one thing? Or part of it is like, what do you think other teams that you're, the event you're, because you're not just winning some event in the air or building the best battle bot to like showcase. Uh, I, I presume that you're building like the best battle bot to win a battle bot tournament. So what do the robots that show up to that tournament, what do they tend to do? If they're all egg beater robots, you might want to build a robot to like counter that concept. So it's more of like, uh, if the goal is to win, building a robot the best allows you to win. If a Swiss army robot, you evaluate that as the best to win, that makes sense. But to just say that like, oh, uh, you said really good at one thing. What does that mean? You're really good at driving? You're really good at your weapon? Uh, I think it's more of like, if it's really good at like a specific role it plays in the meta, I think that like overall strategy decision is more of like a more important thing than, than to say uh, like to be a Swiss army knife or to be good at one thing. I think it's be good at what it makes sense to be good at, I guess is what I'm saying. Is there like a size that is about right for a battle bot? I don't know. I would say that like you obviously don't want to be too big, but you also don't want to be too small. But I think like having a robot that's like, uh, like you should be able to move around. You should have enough space to hold all your motors and your weapon. And I think beyond that, like you don't want too many parts sticking out the back that that can be like targets, especially like your your wheels are really far back. You definitely don't want that because why would you need that when you can have your wheels tightened? Uh, you don't want it to be too far to where you like tip over. But I feel like make it as small as possible, uh, while still having all the functions that you want. Uh, and I, I don't know what the specific size that is for uh, beetle weight robots, but also you can imagine that like if you are really small, you'll have a smaller like like you, you'll be a smaller target, so they'll be less likely to hit you. But then maybe your weapon is going to be smaller, or you're trading off like balance or, or stuff like that. So I think uh, I, I don't really I don't really know what like if there's an optimal size. Part of it is also like these are things that you that you weigh. But I would err on the side of being a smaller robot that's basically as heavy as possible so that you just give yourself the best chances. Gotcha. So smaller and denser is going to be better than larger and less dense? Yeah. Cool beans. Um, do you think aesthetics are important in a battle bot? Should they pr be prioritized? So I think that... Uh, I think that aesthetics can be important, especially if you're like trying to build a specific brand. But if I had to choose between a material that is less strong, but like more likely to goes with my color scheme, I, I wouldn't make that trade off. I would go with the stronger material uh, that's going to make me perform better because at the end of the day, uh, I, at least my uh, interpretation of battle bots is the goal is to win. So I guess spinning off of that, would you rather, would you prefer to watch a battle bot that loses, but looks cool or a battle bot that is boring, but wins? So when you said boring there, uh, you meant like the way it looks. And I think that, the ro like a boring looking robot being able to like perform really well on the field is going to be better. However, if like, let's say there's a material that is weaker, but, but overall, like it, that doesn't really matter as much. I, the robot looking nice is definitely a plus. All things being equal, the robot looking nice is going to be better. But if all things are not equal and there is significant performance decrease, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would not, like I personally wouldn't make that decision in that regard. Awesome. Do you have any suggestions for a safety plan to make sure that nobody loses any fingers or eyeballs or stuff like that? Yeah, I think like uh, your your normal like uh, safety pin, so like being able to pin the the weapon uh, so that it doesn't go awry. Having checks for like uh, whenever the robot does turn on, making sure that it's in like like the test box stuff like that. Uh, yeah, because there's definitely safety concerns like turning the robots on in the pits uh, and just like having the correct precautions. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Alrighty. What is your greatest fear 
if you were to put a battle bot in the ring, what would be your greatest fear? I guess, what, what, what do you mean by that? Like, what is something that can ease, that you think can easily go wrong if it's not taken into account and that'll like absolutely cripple you going into a match? Yeah, I think I talked about this earlier. I think it's mostly making sure that your robot doesn't uh, lose because of like, like, uh, pardon, but like stupid reasons. Like I didn't have my electrical wiring uh, done or uh, I, I wire this, like, like making sure that you, you lose because the opponent beat you and not because you beat yourself by not being prepared with wiring, not being prepared with building the robot the right way. Uh, yeah, I guess that's my main fear is robots not working because like the user, like the person building the robot didn't do their due diligence. Cool beans. Do you have any suggestions for where to find electronics and whatnot, like motors or uh, communication things uh, for this kind of application? Um, so I'm not sure about specific websites, but I know that there's like a pretty, uh, like, like there's a lot of literature about like the Beetleweight class of battle bots. You can find like forums and such where people can have links to the motors you like should buy and the controllers that other people use. That's definitely good because a lot of battle bots thing is finding optimizations there. So uh, like, like the meta right now, it's used a lot of like brushless motors into gearboxes and like into like planetary gearboxes because like it's very compact. So uh, I'm not sure the best place to get those, but you can definitely find forms and such to where you can find that. And I think that's, that's, that's pretty useful. So of these, what are the most important factors to consider when building a battle bot? What are these? Just like, let me rephrase this. Um, is there a factor that we haven't mentioned that would be most important to consider when building a battle bot? Um, I think a factor that we haven't talked about is going to be cost. Uh, I think cost is a definitely an important factor if you don't have that large of a budget. Uh, like I talked earlier about like HDPE, you can find in like cutting boards, whereas uh, UHMW is going to be uh, a little bit more expensive. But if all you have is like a certain budget, then you can't go over budget for like specific reasons. Like like you said, you're doing this for a class. So if the class doesn't allow you to go over a specific budget, then that's going to be uh, a, a limiting factor in that regard. Uh, part of something else might be like uh, other like personal or team limits, like uh, access to certain machines or access to certain manufacturing technologies. Like if you don't have 3D printer to be able to 3D print carbon fiber, then uh, that's definitely going to be a limit and a factor of just like knowing yourself because if you aren't able to build, and also like let's say you don't have the design ability to build a certain complicated concept, don't do that because if you try that and fail, you don't have a robot that functions. Whereas if you try to build something a little more simple, like a robot that maybe the, it doesn't have a, as complicated a weapon, that might be something that's going to allow you to perform better and give you a higher chance at winning because a robot that moves around but might not have the best weapon is better than a robot. You try to make the best, like the quote-unquote best weapon, but you didn't have the, the, like, uh, the manpower to be able to execute that. Awesome. Are there any uh, battle bot archetypes that you're partial to? I am partial to, uh, like, honestly, I don't like the two big wheel design. I like having, like, uh, like my, my ideal battle bot would basically be uh, parallel plates on both sides with, like, wheels in the wheel wells that are connected by, like, belts that are dead axle. And then uh, the front be, like, have, like, a, have, like, either, you can have two on either side or, like, one big shield and then having a weapon that's, uh, right now I'm partial to, like, a stick that, like, spins, but I could definitely see an argument for, like, egg beater uh, there as well. But 
uh, and that's like slightly raised above like the like the plate. So you kind of push them up and then hit them uh, on like their close to their underside. Uh, I think I'm partial to like that robot design. Uh, I just I just don't like the two wheel. I feel like it's a little unstable, uh, and I'm I'm just a fan of dead axle and parallel plates. Uh, yeah, just my opinion. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Do you think that there's anything that we need to cover that we haven't done so yet? Um, weapon material. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Let's talk weapon material. Any suggestions? Yeah. So your beetle weight class, you have three pounds. So uh, and you want a weapon that's like. But like hits hard and also like it depends on what kind of like if you're going to be a flipper versus a like a vertical spinner horizontal spinner uh, uh like hammer uh, but uh i mean for like if you're doing a hammer you can hit him with like some some metal that's pretty pretty dense pretty strong uh i don't know the, the again cost is a factor but like titanium you can titanium you can do steel uh like uh, i'd definitely recommend like a metal spinner they're definitely uh, higher quality grades of like aluminum that are going to be a lot stronger. Like your 7075 is going to be much better than like your 6063 aluminum. Uh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah. Uh, yep. And that is the BattleBots episode. Okay. So that's now the end of the recording for uh, Michael's class. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, what'd you think of the interview, Michael? I thought it was kind of interesting being in the driver's seat of the interview. Yeah, it's one of those things to where like like you just ask questions, like you don't really give your opinion that much. Yeah, you could say that I'm like Socrates and that like I just ask questions and don't give any real responses. Yeah, or like St. Thomas Aquinas where he just like asks questions. He and doesn't give any real He gives a lot of real responses. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I feel like sometimes on this podcast I like ask questions, I get answers and then I just interject my opinion. But part of that is like I'm not just the host. I'm like a fellow person on the podcast. You know what I mean? Hmm, I think I can see that. Yeah, I mean, you, you haven't really been on... I, I guess you have been on a podcast episode at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, previous uh, individuals on the pod mentioned your economic views on certain things. Uh, do you mind like clarifying for the folks at home what your economic views are? Because I asked a question about communism and I, I got Michael Damore. I am feeling vaguely insulted right now. Um, but long story short, I think that the free market is an extremely powerful tool. However, it is most free when each person owns the things that they need in order to make a decent living. Therefore, I support a free market economy with a uh, where uh, widespread ownership of private property is the norm and not the exception. Okay, that sounded pretty metered. Because it is? Yeah, there you go. Favorite color? Uh, I'm partial to green. What kind of green? I like the really vibrant greens, like the springtime greens. Like lime green? No, that's gross. Like like an evergreen green? No, that's kind of boring. Think more like Luke Skywalker green-bladed lightsaber green. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes that has a lot of like saturation or like a lot of like light. You know what I mean? I like a very saturated green. Okay, so you like like the green grass when it's like really green? Yeah, or like say like a leaf that's like mature, but you can see like the light going through it. So it has like a really rich green color. So like you're talking about like the, you know how in the textbook they got like the image of like the sacks of like the the, 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 the chloroplasts, like, like that color green? I think greener than that. Let me show you a picture. It won't 
be for the people on the podcast, but I do have a picture of the color green that I prefer the most. Uh, ask me about it at some point. I'll be happy to show you. Wait, 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 wait. How about this? How about this? Spotify logo green. Is that the green? Spotify logo green. Um, it's close, but not quite. It's a little not saturated enough. Like the messages app on the iPhone green? More saturated, darker color also. Wait, wait the, the, the app is or, or the one that you like? The one that I like. Huh. Are there any other reference greens that I know? This, this green right here. There's a lot of really good greens in this here picture. Yeah. Uh, I can't really show the picture to the folks at home, but I guess. What if you made this picture like the image of the KedCast episode? I'm not going to do that. Uh, how, how about this? What about like, you know, the green of like freshly blanched spinach? That's basically the green you're going for. I can't say that I know what you're talking about. Okay, I'll 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 show it to you. Uh, I mean, I guess the folks at home won't won't know what uh, what's happening there. But uh, yeah. Oh oh, favorite cookie. Hmm. There's a lot of really good cookies out there. Whiskey balls are a classic. Um, so are white chocolate. Can never go wrong with. Sorry. Chocolate chip cookies, can never go wrong with those. Uh, my mom makes really good oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, so I might have to go with that. Oatmeal chocolate chip cookie is Michael Demore's favorite cookie? It's certainly up there. Okay, well, uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Do you have any parting words for the folks at home? Farewell, all. <laughs>